Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're live. Well, sort of. Not really. We're a live wire. Um, well, we're getting there anyway. We need a little kickstart to the heart and then we'll be a live wire. As of right now, we're... Um, we're a lukewarm cup of coffee, but we're in the microwave, we're heating up, we're getting there. Everyone, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I'm actually pretty excited about this episode because it's a topic that I talk about all the time, <laughs> and I don't talk about it necessarily in this format. We're still following the review of the book by Deepak Chopra, The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success, which again, I encourage you to read. I'm going to put my own spin on it for tonight. I'm going to use it as a template. But tonight is law number three. That is the law of karma. Now, I don't necessarily talk about karma per se very often, but I talk about what it is. The law of cause and effect, right? You get what you give. You do something, there's a consequence, right? There are consequences for your actions. I think that I've said this before. If you take nothing else away from my show, it's that what you do matters, Everything that you do has a consequence to it. Everything that you do, you're going to suffer for. And now, I don't mean suffer in necessarily a negative sense. Um, suffer as in just that it's going to happen. It's going to come back to you in some way. You don't get away with anything. And we're going to get into that more in here. Now, if you guys like this, obviously, subscribe. Give me a little five-star review. If you would, that helps me out tremendously with the platform. Share with your friends. Um, hype me up, post me on social media, do whatever you gotta do. Um, talk, talk, talk good about me or talk smack about me. I don't care. Just tag me so that I can respond and, you know, practice my debating skills. As we have been doing, this will be impromptu. Um, I have read this book. I'm reading quotes from it off the internet. That actually really excites me. It's a chance for me to practice speaking. It's a chance for me to get better at thinking on the fly and just speaking. And I enjoy this very much, and I'm so glad that I have the ability and the chance to have a positive impact on you guys. It really means the world to me. So let's get right into it. Law of karma. First quote, every action generates a force of energy that returns to us in kind. Again, we can dress it up however we want. And, and, and I, I say, I, I mean that, right? Whatever way this makes it, that, that this sinks in for you, if it's karma, if it's you reap what you sow, if it's something along the lines of grow up and take responsibility, I don't care. Whatever works for you, as long as you understand that everything you do matters, okay? One of the biggest mistakes that we make, and I make it too, is thinking that our decisions are inconsequential, thinking that we get away with something. We don't. That 20 minutes that you wasted playing video games, that little moment that you that you gave up that you said ah, i don't need to appreciate this like it, it matters it comes back to you right that little lie that you told to your boyfriend that little look that you took at that other girl that whatever it is like that 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 that, that one donut that you had right these things matter they add up because you do something once it becomes that much easier to do it again because now you now you have this this pattern and it's not it's not a pattern yet if it's just the one time but you do it every now and again and it starts to become something that you, you are comfortable with, right? Now your brain wants to do it more and more. And it's usually something that's easier, right? Like in the case of a diet, it's like, it's easier to just give in and to eat the junk food. In the case of lying, for example, it's easier just to say, you know, something to get yourself out of it instead of having the awkward conversation, instead of confronting your own uh, shortcomings, whatever it is. It's usually the easier thing. Well, once you do it, it becomes a habit. You do it more than once, it's a, it's a pattern. It's something that, once it's a habit, it's easier to magnify than it was before. So it's like, it starts off with just, I've, I've used this example so many times, I'm gonna switch from a box of cookies, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about something else. Let's, let's think of something else. How about a donut? Let's do a donut for breakfast, right? It's like, is it gonna kill you to eat a donut for breakfast once? No, it's not. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but it's not just once because then the next day you're like, you know what? That was pretty cool. I liked that donut and there's more here. Let's get another donut. Well, then you do it again the next day. Then you're like, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to eat donuts every day, but I'll do it on Mondays or something like that. Well, once it becomes a habit, like that's just what you do. It, at first, you could say, I'm not going to eat donuts for, for breakfast every day. I'm definitely not going to eat three donuts every day. But once you eat a donut every now and again, and it becomes regular, well, then it becomes pretty easy to start sliding into, I'm going to do it every day. Once you do a donut every day, it's very easy to go, well, what, what the, uh, maybe two donuts, maybe, maybe a donut and like a munchkin, right? Like the little donut balls from, from Dunkin' Donuts. I love those things. They're amazing, especially the seasonal ones. I got to stop talking about food on this show. I do this every time. I start talking about junk food and how you shouldn't eat it, and then I just crave it so badly. But you see what I'm saying. It, once you have a habit established and you start to magnify it, like the decision to do something that you know is not in service of your highest good and potential. So having the donut, um, you know, flirting with somebody outside of your relationship, skipping your workout, um, choosing to watch TV instead of read, which I'm not saying that you can't ever skip reading and, and watch TV. That's ridiculous. But I'm saying that when you start to sacrifice your potential, the stuff that, the stuff that you could be doing um, to fulfill your destiny, to be the greatest that you could be, right? It doesn't mean that you can't ever rest. It doesn't mean that you can't ever enjoy these things. It does mean that you have to be strict with yourself and that you have to make it a habit that nine times out of 10, maybe not nine times out of 10, but the majority of the time you are doing the right thing. Now, you can still do some of the bad stuff but you're not going to get as much good as you could have, right? You're allowed to do whatever you want. If you say, you know what, it's, it's important to me that I watch TV every night. Okay, whatever. You can do that, but you're not going to go as far in life as you would have if you said, you know what, I like watching TV. I'm going to find time to do it. I'm going to find time to relax. However, it's more important that I master the guitar, that I write a book that I, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to do. I always use those examples because I like those things, but you can apply the, apply this to anything. You could say, I'm going to go back to school. You could say, you know what? I don't necessarily want to be something in the sense of like, I'm going to go be a rock star, but I want to be someone and I'm going to use my time wisely. I'm going to use it to build relationships. Like I'm going to spend time with my friends. I'm going to check up on people. I'm going to be that person that they know is always there for them because I'm always taking the time to reach out and ask, hey, how you doing? Is there anything I can help you with? How was your day? Do you need events? Do you need a talk? Do you need advice, right? Now, if you go to your friends and say, hey, I can fix all your problems. What do you need to talk about? That can get annoying, but you see what I'm saying? Like you can apply this to anything, whatever vision you have of the future. It's very simple to get there. We overcomplicate things. And I know that I certainly do because I'm in this whole self-improvement space, which I have mixed feelings about. Um, if I'm being honest, a lot of the, the self-help stuff is kind of gets on my nerves. But the point being that for all the hype, for all the motivational speaking, for all the, the tricks and the, the hacks, all the stuff, it's really very simple. You just have to understand that the law of karma is an ever-present reality. And if you don't like the word karma, that's fine. Cause and effect. Reaping what you sow. I don't know how to turn that into a catchy phrase, but like this idea that what you do matters, there's going to be a natural consequence for all of your actions. So you just have to figure out what are the consequences that I want, say, I want to be, I want to earn 80,000 a year. Okay, what are some possible ways that that could happen? And then what do I need to do in order to create that effect, like that consequence? So what do I need to do to get there, right? And it's never the big stuff. It's always the little stuff. It's always the little daily details that we miss out on. And it's that those things strip us up because they seem insignificant at the time. So we waste those opportunities. You know, that, that half hour that we squandered on TikTok that's something that could have been used to get better at something else. Now, again, I'm not saying that you have to manically devote every waking second of your life towards pursuing some sort of material success. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you know what direction you're moving in, anything that does not align with that is a little bit of a 
is, is a little bit of a break. Like it's throwing you off course. It's moving you in the wrong direction. It's slowing you down. It matters in the grand scheme of things. That one time probably doesn't matter, but it's not just one time. It's the tens of thousands of times. It's the over and the over and over again. That stuff does add up quite a bit. It's the compound interest of all those times over and over again for your whole life. And a lot of times by, by the time that you have started to notice those negative effects, it's not too late, but it's, it, you're pretty deep in it, right? Like you've kind of dug your own grave and it's hard to get out of that. It's like digging, it's like the, the, the stuck in a rut. I don't know, I was about to explain getting stuck in a rut without saying stuck in a rut. And I caught myself, I said, that's stupid. Just say stuck in a rut. Um, it's cliche, but it's, it's true. Like you don't want to get stuck in the rut because once you get stuck in that, like you're, you've you've dug yourself in, you, you're, you're it's harder to get out. It's harder to break a bad habit than it is to just not start it. I say this as a recovered drug addict. It's much easier to just not do drugs in the first place than it is to stop doing drugs. Okay. All right. Next quote, basically the same thing of what I just said. What we sow is what we reap, and when we choose actions that bring happiness and success to others. The fruit of our karma is happiness and success. Okay, I didn't just say that, but let's get into it. I did talk about this yesterday, or last episode. When did I do that? It was sometime this week. The last episode I did, I talked about devoting yourself to giving, to a to a, a to developing the mindset of service to others. And it seems paradoxical. It's like, okay, that's that's great, but I don't want my life to be about serving. I get it because that was my first reaction to it. It was like, okay, I do want to help people, but I kind of want to help people after I've helped myself. Like I want to help myself. I want to help others from my own abundance. And that's kind of a, a lie that is, is spread around in the hustle culture that like, well, if you just get rich, then you can fulfill all your dreams. You want to help people? Well, you can, it's easier to do with money. It's like, yes, that's true, but now you're you're still making money the ultimate objective. And it's like, I don't agree with that because if you start, if you, if you place money as your primary motivator, you can dress it up however you want and say, well, I'm doing this to help people. No, you're not. If you are working your way, if you're, if you're slaving away and you're, you know, just busting it day in and day out, grinding, you're embracing the whole, you know, TikTok highlight reels of you getting up in the morning, cold shower, 4.45 alarm clock, doing the push-ups in your apartment complex, then hitting your little fruit smoothie and you're getting on your stock trading or insurance sales or whatever it is, you know, just to like post it all on TikTok and try to make booty on the side doing that too. It's like, if that's what you're stuck in, but you're focused on the money, like, you're focused on the money. You're not focused on the becoming the, the you're not focused on creating the value, right? And they go hand in hand. They're, I'm not, they're not mutually exclusive. But when you, when you focus on the wrong thing, it's very subtle. But you start to shift imperceptibly at first. But you start to shift in the wrong direction. And at first, it's, it's, it's very subtle. That's what I'm saying. Like You have to get your motivation right. You have to get your mindset right. And you have to focus on the daily stuff the little moment-to-moment -moment decisions that you make. If you only look at the long-term and say, well, I want to be rich one day, that's fantastic. What do you do right here and right now? Because if you say, I want to be rich one day, and you're not paying attention to how you get there, and you start to make these, again, very small decisions, maybe I know that this is not really helping this person, but I'm gonna make this sale. I know that they don't need this add-on. They don't, they don't need it, and they don't really even want it. But I'm going to, kind of push it a little bit, right? Because that's what we do. And I make a little bit more money. It's like, is that in and of itself an evil thing? I don't think so, right? But again, you make a habit of that and it does start to matter because again, because you, you do it over and over again. And eventually you've done it so many times that it actually does become a problem, but also you start to magnify it. It starts to become to the point where it's like you push people a little bit too far. You push people more and more. And again, it's, it's a gradual thing, but because money is the focus of your attention, that's what happens versus saying, how can I serve people? I'm going to put myself in a position where I'm, I'm, I'm likely to make money. And I'm using this as an example. You could, you could apply it to anything. I, I'm going to put myself somewhere where I'm probably going to be um, uh, around a, a, a substantial income, right? Then I'm going to just abandon that. I'm going to say, I'm going to care about what I make today. I'm going to care about how many people I help. I'm going to care about how I serve others. I'm going to care about how much work I can do to help other people. 
that's a huge difference. It's a huge shift. When you say, I'm going to get rich one day and I'm going to help others, then you're not going to. Not if you haven't been helping people along the way. I just, you, you're just not going to. You haven't developed the habit of it. I think it's Tony Robbins who said, um, you know, you got to give 10% of your money, even if you're not a Christian, because giving is a very important part of success. It's a very important part of your life, right? It's something that gives you meaning. It's one of the few things that does give you meaning. And if you're not doing it, you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to be happy. And you're also going to, we talked about this in depth on the last episode, but you, you got to give. You have to have that that open exchange, that, that flow of dynamics. And he said that if you can't give $10 out of $100, you are not going to give what, 100,000 out of a million? Did I get the math right on that? I please hope I did, because I have gotten that wrong before, and I felt like an idiot. Um, I blame the homeschooling. We'll, we'll leave it with the homeschooling. But the point being, when you focus on making others happy, right, when you focus on adding value to other people, you're going to have people have add value to you, right? It may not happen right then and there. It may not happen that day, but it will happen. It will come back to you. You will be rewarded for that, Okay. And it's okay to make that decision to say, I do want to be rewarded, but for right now, I'm going to put myself aside. I'm going to serve others. It matters. When you start trying to make people happy, when you make it your mission that the things that you give out, and he's using the word karma here. We don't have to use that word. Some people get weird about it. If you don't like that word, just pretend I'm saying something else. But I'm going to try to make other people happy. I'm going to be the person that pays attention and tries to pick up on, hey, my coworker's struggling today. Hey, my partner's, like, they're a little bit off, like there's something wrong. How can I cheer them up? How can I help them in my own way, in, their, in, in a way that speaks to them? When you make it your mission to make others feel valued, feel heard, when you seek to improve their lives, the rewards will come, right? If you give happiness out, the natural, the cause and effect, the natural reaction to that is that you will also get happiness back. Again, some people are manipulators and they're just gonna take and take and take and take. That happens sometimes. It's kind of rare though, all right? Unless you're me and you're making really bad decisions, okay? And that's one thing that I always, I, I get into with people and I, I have to be honest about that. Like, people are like, no, but I keep running into manipulative people that just take and take and take. I'm like, me too. And they're like, right so they're everywhere i'm like no we're dumb <laughs> we we just we keep making bad decisions we keep letting these people into our lives that's our fault okay most people are not like that most people are selfish but they're not like diabolically selfish most people when you start when they most people will return the favor almost all so don't worry about that too much next quote karma is both action and the consequence of that action it is cause and effect simultaneously because every action generates a force of energy that returns to us in like kind. That seems a little bit repetitive. Um, yeah, I could say some about that, but I think I would just be repeating myself. Let's go to the next one. Uh, karma implies the action of conscious choice making. Okay, I like that. Let's get into that one. <clears throat> Are you ready, kids? We're gonna, we're gonna get all up in this karma today. We're gonna to talk all about it, and I'm probably using the word wrong, which is really funny. I think it actually means something a little bit different than what I keep saying it does. Um, but practically, effectively, this is how we're gonna talk about it. Karma implies the action, or excuse me, implies the action of conscious choice making. So one of the best exercises that I can recommend, and it's, this really just comes from, a, a, I think a 15 year, oh no, it has almost been 15 years of meditation for me. I really hate that I can say that because I was not like that young when I started. <laughs> okay, I need to stop saying stuff like that. Um, I'm still young and it has not been that long, but I have been meditating for a while now. As you start to make this a habit, now not everybody likes meditating. I certainly don't like making the time for it. What I do, I, I cannot deny though, the positive impacts that I have gained from making it a point to bring presence and consciousness, like a, like present moment awareness into my life and to make it a habit. It's very powerful. And I'm not saying that I'm any sort of expert on this because I'm not, but I, I look back maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, but, but like five, 10 years ago, even, even two years ago, 
And I look at the just like to remember how I thought about things and, and to see some of the, the cycles that I was stuck in. And it's like now it, it part of it's hindsight, but part of it, too, is that I understand that I just I was not really thinking things through from a place of of presence. I was thinking things through from a place of um, me worrying about the future as I'm thinking about this thing, me you know, still traumatized by the past. And so like, you're not, you're not in the moment when you're making decisions. And, and because of that, you're not able to think clearly because your attention is, it's attached to a, an illusion. It's, it's attached to some sort of phantom. That's just there in the depths of your mind somewhere. And you're thinking about this, like you have this image that you've projected and your attention is, is focused on that, that image of the future. And maybe it's negative, maybe it's positive, right? And that can be destructive either way, because if you're if you're and I, if this doesn't make sense, give me just a second. Let me explain it. I know this is a weird thing to talk about. It's kind of abstract and it seems like it's not connected to what we're talking about. Bear with me. <clears throat> this has been a huge thing for me the last couple months. So this is the first time I'm really talking about it. But if you let's say that right here, right now, I'm trying to decide. Um, I'm trying to use an example besides a relationship. I talk about that way too much, but it's important. People only care about so many things and that's one of them. <laughs> um, let's say that you're trying to make a decision. Should I date this person? Right. And you've got this image in your head and you're thinking about them and you're thinking about them in the sense of like, they're attractive and you're, you're kind of drawn to them or you're thinking about this ideal future. You know, you, you get, you settle down, you get married, you have kids, you're super happy. Um, or maybe you don't have kids. I don't know. Either way, you've got this this image in your head. That's not real, right? Like what you're imagining is not real. Even thinking about the person and how attractive they are, that's not real. They're not there. You're thinking about it. It's a it's a mental projection. When you make decisions based off of those projections, you are flooding yourself with emotions, right? So you imagine this scenario where everything works out and it's great and you feel good about it. Well, your body, you're responding to it like it's already happened. It's like, oh, this is a great idea. It's going to work out. When in reality, you're not thinking things through clearly. You're thinking from the context of, from the viewpoint of that emotion, of that positive emotion. Now, I'm not saying that you can't think positive. You should, but you also have to be realistic. You have to understand when you're deceiving yourself, when you're creating a, an illusion for yourself. I hope that makes a little bit more sense. I use the other way too. If you are thinking from the sense of, something negative. Here's a, here's a different example. I want to start this job, but I'm scared. I want to go back to school, but I'm scared. I want to, you know, do something. I want to start a podcast because Jack has inspired me, whatever. Um, and you say, I want to do this, but then you start to be afraid and you start to think negative thoughts. You start to create this mental picture of failure, of ridicule, of homelessness because how I pay my bills. What if this happens? What if that happens? And you have these negative emotions that come up again, that's your body reacting to a mental aberration. It's not real. Okay. Now the imagination is very powerful and it's very useful. I'm not saying, um, I'm not saying to not utilize it. You should, but understand that the things that you're thinking and the, th like we don't typically respond to reality. We respond to our perception of reality. So we, we see something that could happen um, in our mind and we act as if it's true. So we say, oh, I'm not going to take this job because I'm scared because I see all this negative stuff. And maybe that's the case. Maybe you shouldn't do it. I'm not saying that it's like just throw your fear out the window forever. It serves a purpose, but understand where am I making this decision from? Am I intentionally acting? Am I creating my life from a place of focus, from a place of awareness, from a place of presence? Am I saying, okay, what do I want? Why do I want it? Let's figure out like, is there an illusion? Is there something that's, that's, um, is there a blind spot that I have? Are there biases that I have? Do I think that I want this, but it's only because somebody else wants it or somebody else has it or because somebody else told me that I, that I should want this or somebody else wants it. And so I'm just kind of mimicking them. Who knows? You've got to start to learn to be in the present and that's, that's a habit. That's it's hard. It takes time. It takes practice, but you've got to do it. And I promise you that it is worth doing it. When you start to make more and more decisions intentionally, we've talked about this before. 95% of your decisions are unconscious. You don't think about them. All right. You're not aware of them. There are things that just happen automatically and people hear that and they go, no way. 
95%. That's absurd. I had one dude lose his mind on a TikTok live that I did like a year ago. He lost it. He was so mad. He's like, that's complete nonsense. I have a PhD in something chemistry or whatever. And I'm like, I, okay, bro, calm down. Like, <laughs> chill. Like, give me a second to explain. He's like, he's just going off. So sometimes that happens. People are like, people don't want to think that they don't have control. People don't want to admit that they don't really know why they do what they do. It, it, it you don't though. Like, we really don't. And if it, trust me, if you don't think that that's the case, just start bringing awareness to the little decisions that you make. Right. The decision to get over from one lane to another as you're driving. A lot of times you look back and you're like, when did I get over? How did I get to work for that matter, right? Um, and that's an easy example, but let's like take it a little bit further. Maybe somebody, uh, maybe somebody at work says something to you and you respond to it. Well, how much thought did you put into that response? And the, the truth is that it's very little, if any. People say, well, but that wasn't unconscious. Well, you were aware that you responded that way, but how did you get to that decision? Because it happens in an instant. It's lightning fast. It's very quick. Your unconscious processes all this stuff, and based off of your, your history, based off of um, your disposition, based off of the choices that you made before, based off of your patterns, your values, um, all that stuff. Like there's, there's, there's countless things that it takes into consideration, and then it makes the decision for you. Doesn't mean that you're asleep. I think that's where it throws people off. It's not that you're asleep. You're just not aware of the decision-making process. Now, the danger in that is you don't understand what factors are playing um, or, 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 excuse me, what factors are at play. You don't necessarily understand what's influencing you, okay? Again, but not to use the easy examples, but there's been a time or two when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply once in a while where I have made um, some silly decisions and I could have sworn to you that they were smart decisions. I was like, this makes sense. I'm doing it. This is the best idea I've ever had. I don't know why you guys don't agree with me. Um, totally not influenced by this woman that I'm talking to. <laughs> it's a good decision. And it's like in hindsight, like, well, that was a really stupid decision. And it's an easy example again, but we do that on like a small level all the time, right? Why did I go to, why, why do I go to the grocery store I go to? Well, it's for the prices. Well, honestly, probably not because a lot of, a lot of stores are very comparable in price. Um, you know, different things cost different amounts. If you're like me, I go to like four or five different stores depending on what I need because I know where the cheapest thing is in every store. Most people don't do that though. They have like maybe two stores and they'll say, but You'll notice if you shop at one place and you shop at another place, some things are cheaper in one and, and some things are cheaper in the other, but they kind of even each other out. You still end up spending the same amount out the door. Unless you live in California and you're buying the weird nonsense that they charge for, I don't know, $50 for a bag of corn chips because they're gluten-free. I don't know. Like There's exceptions to the rule, obviously. I'm not saying this is a hard fact by any means. I'm just using it as an example. I'm starting to ramble a little bit. The point being, you need to bring attention to things because nine times out of 10, you're acting with, you're, you're making decisions, but there's forces influencing you that you're not aware of. Fear is a good example of that. Maybe I don't take this job because it doesn't quite feel right. Well, why? And you get down to it and you realize, well, there's this like deep lurking fear of failure, or there's, some, there's a time before where um, I just don't want to be uncomfortable, right? That's what it is, it's laziness. And then like, it, you have to be super honest with yourself in those times. I'm not saying that you guys are lazy. I'm not saying that you are afraid. I'm not saying that all of your decisions are colored by the desire to procreate. They are, but I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you need to start having the conversations with yourself <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. You need, but you need to be honest with yourself and say, 
why am I thinking this? Why do I feel this way? Where is this coming from? Why did I really make this decision? What are the factors at play? I can't answer that for you, but I promise you, if you make it a habit, you will reap the rewards. It will change your life because you'll start to realize how how many things are influencing you. And it's, a, it's really discouraging at first because you start to realize, man, that TV show had an impact on it because it made me want to be like that. And so I made these dumb decisions because life isn't a TV show. It doesn't work out like that. Or this music makes me act a certain way. I behave a little bit differently when I surround myself with certain friends. And you start to, like, it's, it's uncomfortable to realize these things, but it's very important in your spiritual journey and in your material success journey too. Make conscious decisions and start to see what the results of those are. Start to make decisions not based off of how you feel about possibilities or about memories, but start to make decisions based off of logic and reason, you know, off of from your place of internal um, stability, from that from that that calm, centered awareness that is guiding and directing you. All right, next next quote in some water. I need coffee, but it's too late for coffee. The best way to understand and maximize the use of karmic law is to become consciously aware of the choices we make every moment. I just said this. Okay. These are repetitive. Um, in every moment of our existence, we are in that field of all possibilities where we have access to an infinity of choices. I like that. So at any given time, we can change our lives. And it really is that simple. And I, I freak myself out thinking about it sometimes. Um, I have bipolar disorder. So sometimes, sometimes I take it way too far and I get this, like these random ideas of like, what if I decided I was going to be president? It's like, what would that look like? And like in an instant, my brain has figured out a career path, you know, well, I got to, I got to do this. I got to stop everything now. I got to totally devote myself to this. And I got to, here's the, here's the steps I can take, blah, blah, blah. Here's how I can get started tomorrow. <laughs> and, um, you know, the thing is that we, we do have these infinite possibilities. I could go that route. You've got to start making, you've got to bring yourself to a place of presence, though, where you're not being led astray, you're not being deceived, you're not being pulled every which way by these fleeting ideas, right? By these fears, by the desires that kind of jump up and pull us, pull our attention off, off track, excuse me. We have to understand that at any given time, like, I can be sitting here, and I can realize, you know what, I can do more with my life. I can do better right now. And this is a fantastic exercise. At any given moment, this is the only self-improvement advice that you, that you need from this sort of thing. What is the best thing that I could possibly do right now? I've, I've talked about this before. This is, this is one of the, the principles that I, I teach people. What is the best thing I can do right now? So, you know, the, a couple days ago, I hadn't done the show in a while. And I was sitting around, I, was, I wasn't really doing anything, if I'm being honest. It was kind of like... I called it resting, but I was just watching TV. <laughs> I, was just, I was thinking, it's like, you know what? Like, this could be changing the trajectory of my life. Like, it's not going to completely throw me off because I, I, I do have some confidence in myself that I'll get back on track. But I have been off track, if I'm being honest. However, I don't have to stay on this bad path. I don't have to stay on this sl slippery, slippery slope. Excuse me. That's, mm, the L's and the S's, they throw me off. I don't have to stay in this particular um, trajectory. <laughs> It that way i can choose to to change at any moment i said all right let's get up let's go do the show and i did and now i'm back on track now i have energy to do it again right to think back to when i first started it it was on my mind forever and before it was on my mind before it was a, a well-formed idea there, there were several different um directions that i was thinking of going with this i was thinking about writing a book i was thinking about writing a blog i was thinking about, was thinking about all kinds of weird stuff but you got to get to the point where you understand that, look, there's, there's an infinite number of possibilities. What I choose to give my energy and attention to, that is going to be the results that I get. This is the law of karma. And it's really that simple. And I know that it sounds like sometimes people are like, you're talking down to us. Well, I'm not talking down to you. I'm just, I, I, I'm pretending that I'm speaking to myself 10 years ago. And I understand that myself 10 years ago was so focused on doing things a certain way that the only way anybody got to him was if they talked down to him a little bit and explained things very slowly. Not because he was dumb, but because he's not really paying attention. <laughs> Again, this goes back to that illusion thing. It's like, are you really listening or 
are you sort of listening and then jumping to conclusions and fantasizing about, well, how am I going to apply this? What am I going to do with my life? Blah, blah, blah. So pick the best thing that you could do right now. Maybe you don't have clear direction in your life. That's okay. I typically don't either. Most people don't. Most people like that. Now, I do have a mission, but that's something that took me a long time to find and develop. I totally get the, the, the feeling of like, I don't know what to do. Okay, that's fine, but what is the best thing that I could do right now? So maybe you're sitting around and you know you don't have anything going on. Is watching TV the best thing that you could do? Probably not, right? Like you could be listening to a podcast. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast right now. I'm just saying in general, like hypothetically, you know, you're driving around and you're listening to, to, to music. Could you not listen to an audiobook or a podcast or, um, you know, and it could be, it could be not doing something. It could be doing nothing. It could be, I'm going to meditate in the car. I'm going to be very present, or I'm going to devote all of my attention to one particular problem that I need to solve and I can't figure it out, right? Not obsessing over it, but I'm going to really just devote my full attention to it. You, you get the point. I'm not saying again that you can't listen to music in the car. That's silly. I listen to music all the time. That's a, it's a great thing. You should do that. I'm just saying that if you're trying to figure out, like, how do I move forward? I don't know what to do. I don't know what path to take. Well, if you start making a habit of asking yourself, what's the best thing I could do? At some point, most of your life is going to be good decisions and you're going to make progress, right? And it may not be in any particular direction, but it's, it's like it's up vaguely. It's, it's kind of onward and upward. So that's good. And you'll, you're taking steps at that point. And I'm a big believer that you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. You just need to take the first step back to, if you listen to my other show, lamp of the body, um, that's a, that's a biblical podcast. That is, that is a, um, me giving a sermon, but I use the example of walking with a lantern at night, right? And it's like, you don't need to see everything around you. You don't need to see into the darkness. You just need to have the light and you need to hold on to that. You need to protect that. But the, the lamp's not going to illuminate very much, but it will show you where you need to step. Then that's all you need to worry about. You need to have faith that you will figure it out when you get there, that you will be protected as you, as you progress. All right. Ooh, this is a good one. Whether you like it or not, everything that is happening at this moment is a result of the choices you have made in the past. Ooh, yes, this is always a fun conversation to have with people. And I already hear the protest. Yeah, my water is no longer cold. But no, people get upset about this. And there's a couple reasons why. Mostly because we don't like to take responsibility for our actions. And there's a couple reasons for that. It's easier to say, if I don't take responsibility for where I am, then I get to say, well, it's not my fault. Right? If I say this is my fault, then I have to admit that I made a mistake. I have to admit that I was wrong. And people don't like to confront that. And they always come back with, well, what about, and it's always these extreme cases, like what about people that were left on the side of the road as children and they were abandoned? I'm like, okay, first of all, did that happen to you? No, it didn't happen to you. So why are we pulling out these hypotheticals? What about these people that get lung cancer at 16? It's like, is this happening to you? No, it's not happening to you. Now, it does happen to people, 100%, 100%, yes, absolutely. My heart goes out to them. Now, I'm not saying that things don't happen to us because they certainly do. You can be the best driver in the world and still get hit by a drunk driver, okay? Like, you can't see it coming. It's like not possible. Stuff happens, 100%. Now, what I look at with this is that the law of karma applies to, to everything all at once. Like, there's, there's the cause and effect with everything all at once. So, for example, it's not fair necessarily that this person got hit by a drunk driver, but it does make sense, right? Like it is a natural consequence of somebody's actions. Now, the person who was on the road at that point didn't know that this was gonna happen. However, statistically, a certain number of people are going, unfortunately going to be killed by drunk drivers at some point, right? And so if you choose to drive, you are putting yourself in that arena of statistics. Now, again, it's not appropriate to live your life saying, I'm going to just avoid all danger. That's silly. I don't, don't advocate for that. But the point is that, yes, these things happen to us. There's a reason for them, though. 
Um, a good example of that, I'm going to go back and this, I'll be vulnerable with you guys because I usually try to say you or this, and there's always something on my mind. I'm just going to like talk about something particular. So I have dealt with some pretty, and I'm not saying this to be funny, but like some really unbalanced people in my life. And for the longest time, I got super upset about this. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be serious for a moment. I got very upset about this for a long time. So this isn't fair. Like, I don't deserve this. Like, I understand that I'm not making the best choices, but I don't deserve to be treated like this. Like, I'm a good person. I'm not perfect. I have plenty of issues, but I'm gener I'm, I'm a pretty nice guy. Like, I, I, I want to help other people. I want to make other people happy. If I care about somebody, I'm going to do anything for them. And I put all this effort in, like, why are people treating me like this? And you got to take a step back and realize, well, I've allowed these people into my life. You know, these people have, you know, emotionally manipulated me. These people have abused me in some way. These people have hurt me. And I'm not saying that, like, metaphorically. I mean it literally. These people have done bad stuff to me. I'm thinking, like, why? Like, I don't deserve Well, no, I don't deserve that in the sense of, like, from a moral standpoint. Like, do you, no. But I chose to be around them. I chose to allow them into my life. I chose to ignore the red flags. Okay? I chose to put up with it once it happened, right? Now, in hindsight, you can look back and say, well, from a logical, emotional standpoint, it's like, if you see this red flag, this red flag, or these things, or somebody does X, Y, Z to you, it's like, if there's no emotion involved, and you have a clear head, and you're making rational, conscious decisions, you're like, no, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. The fact is that those are not the decisions that were made. This goes back to what we just talked about, to, to make to understand that there's an infinite number of possibilities, but to create your life with intention, to act with intention, not to react to the emotions that you feel from the things that come up um, in your own brain, not to make this, so like, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm with somebody in a relationship, and then I'm thinking all these good things about them, and I'm focusing on their good qualities, and that is making me feel good, and so I'm making decisions to stay with them because I'm thinking that they make me feel good, when in reality, they're actually making me feel really bad. I'm just not paying attention to that. You see what I'm saying? You're reacting to the stuff in your head. You're not reacting to reality. So you're making decisions based off of an illusion. And that's a really painful thing to come to, to become aware of. It's very painful. It's hard um, because you have to take responsibility for your actions. And you have to say, look, I don't deserve this, but there's a reason that it happened to me. Okay. And again, you know, people get sick. People like stuff happens. People get blindsided people are deceived i'm not saying that it's fair i'm saying that you have to take responsibility for everything that you can not to blame yourself not to beat yourself up not to be like well i deserve it but because if you don't do that you cannot make you cannot take corrective action you can't change anything if nothing is your fault okay and um it's just about understanding that we have that autonomy and it's 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 important and it takes self-reflection it takes time it takes efforts you've got to make these decisions because most of your life is a conditioned reflex right like by the time you're hearing this most of your habits and patterns are kind of set and people say that and they're like oh well you your personality set in stone it's not you can change it but it, it's a lot of work and i'm not saying you can't do it i'm just saying it is hard if you don't like who you are it is well within your power to change that person, to change your personality, to change your characteristics, to change your habits, but it's gonna take intention or trauma, either way. Um, but let's do it with intention. So with this particular, you know, a good example of this is like, we, we don't think things through in the sense of rationality. We like to think that we do, but we don't really think things through. Um, so maybe somebody, we, here's a good example. We meet somebody and we think, I don't like that guy. Like, why don't you like that guy? It's like, because I don't trust him. He's, he's a bad person. He's a bad dude and blah, blah, blah. And you've got like this justification. He did this, that, and the other. And I don't, I don't trust that. He ain't honest, whatever. And then you do some self-reflection and you realize, you know what? He kind of reminds me of somebody who I knew in the sixth grade. And let me tell you, that dude was no good. He was, he was not a good guy. He made fun of my ears and said that my teeth weren't straight and I looked silly and I don't trust people like that and you think well that's not the same person why would you why would you associate that 
bully in sixth grade with this person that you're meeting now as a 25 year old well that's how the brain works it associates it, it works by association so if you go through something that's uncomfortable unpleasant you experience some sort of trauma i hope that didn't mess up my audio but you experience some sort of, of trauma and something that's unpleasant for you your brain wants to protect you from that so it takes all the information that it can about that thing that happened and says okay this is what leads to catastrophic pain so i'm going to avoid this and you say you say okay well here's some characteristics of that person here's some ways that i can predict future behavior based off of how it's happened in the past and you associate this person's smile or laugh with you know this this new adult right and like you're associated with danger and i'm not saying you always do this all the time but again most of the stuff that we deal with comes from pretty early on it comes from childhood or it comes from you know teenage years early adulthood your first few experiences of something so not everything comes from childhood per se i guess it does in a sense because that's the foundation everything's built off of but like you know maybe the way your parents had a relationship influences your relationship now but also your first couple relationships are going to influence that too if you're 18 when you have your first girlfriend and she cheats on you you're always probably going to be afraid of being cheated on hypothetically not speaking from any experience i'm just saying that that could happen to somebody so understanding that you could make an infinite number of choices but you're not you're actually making the same decision over and over and over again pretty much every day that's how you go through your life i'm not saying that to call you out i'm saying that because i want you to bring awareness of your daily activities um, to a place where you can actually notice them and you can do something about changing them right because if you're just responding to the stimulus in the uh, around you the things that that provoke you the things that come up um and and, and if if your behavior is dictated by that stuff by circumstances you become very predictable and it's it's not hard to predict your future if you know what your habits are and so if your habits have not gotten you where you want to be yet there's a good chance they're not going to get you there ever now if you've been working out for a year and you don't have your dream body i'm not saying that you should give up on it but in general, if you know that, hey, I keep dating the same person and it doesn't work out, or I keep going to the same job every single day, doing the same things and nothing's changing. Well, okay, like you have to make different decisions. You have to change, right? And it takes time. It takes, it takes some effort. Like you've got to undo the mistakes that you've already made, right? But you've got to get the ball rolling. Okay. I love that quote though. I love that quote. And I've had some audio issues in the last couple of minutes. So if I've repeated myself at all, I apologize. I had to restart a little segment. Um, funny how that works, but okay. We're, we're, we're getting towards the end. I think it's 45 minutes ish, um, but we got some more stuff. We got some more things. We're gonna keep, keep on rolling. If you step back for a moment and witness the choices you are making as you make those choices, going back to what we talked about, then in just this act of witnessing, you take the whole process from the unconscious realm and into the conscious realm. I love that too. That's another, another one of these quotes. I was like, I have to teach this. I have to read it for everybody. If you step back for a moment and witness the choices you are making as you make those choices, then in just this act of witnessing, you take the whole process from the unconscious into the conscious. That's awesome. So what does this mean? Everything we just said. If you, you don't have to change your whole life all at once, right? If you just start becoming aware of everything you do and ask yourself, is this the best thing I could do? Why did I make that choice? You don't have to, you know, do the internal monologue and like analyze everything. You just got to be aware of it. You just got to start noticing it. You got to start realizing that it's there. You have to start understanding that, you know what? I made this choice to go to take this job, right? But before I made that choice, before I felt good about it, there was a brief moment where this image of me being super rich flashed across my brain and that made me feel good. And then I was feeling good when I made this decision. Could it be possible that I'm making this decision because I just want to be wealthy, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not criticizing you for that, but is that a good place to make a decision from when you're deluding yourself with these images of success, right? Um, I'm going to go to this particular gym. Why? Why are you going to that particular gym? Is it because you saw a hot girl there? Is it because, you know, I'm a hot, hot dude. I don't know who I'm talking to. Could be a girl. Could be anything. It's like, 
you see some attractive people. I cut down on words a little bit, just make it neutral. Did you see someone that you like? Probably, right? Why this gym over that gym? For me personally, it's convenience. It's three minutes away, but, and it's cheap. <laughs> um, but like the, the, the places that you go, the places that you move, I'm not saying this always comes down to like, a, you know, that, but it comes down to something. Like, what was it that influenced you? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not telling you to pass judgment on it. I just want you to be aware of it. Because as you start to do that, you're going to start to figure things out. You're going to start to notice things. You're going to start to become aware of your negative patterns and the things that keep you trapped in limbo. The things like, why hasn't my life changed for the last five years except for when something happened to me? Why is it that I keep going through the same routine over and over again? I'm just surviving. Like, I'm just getting through. And it's like, I keep starting back over at square one. It doesn't matter what happens. I just like, nothing takes. Like, I'm just, I'm not going anywhere. What is, what is happening here? Right, And the answer is found in what you do every day. The answer is found in your daily routine. It's found in those little decisions that you make. Okay, And nobody can fix that for you. You have to decide to shine a light on that stuff and to start to, 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 to bring consciousness into that. All right, there is only one choice out of the infinity of choices available. This is another quote, by the way. In every second that will create happiness for you as well as, those, as for those around you. And when you make that one choice, it will result in a form of behavior that is called spontaneous right action. I want to say that there's some context to this quote that he's that I'm forgetting, but I feel like there's something else there. He does talk about spontaneous right action a lot, but I think that he's saying that infinity can be overwhelming. But again, there's only one best decision. There's only one best choice. And if you make a habit of looking for that and finding it, and again, from a place of, of presence, from a place of awareness, from a place of like, I'm, I'm here, right here, right now. I'm, I'm in the moment. I'm not you know, caught up in fantasizing about failure or success. I'm not ruminating on anger. I'm, I'm not falling prey to the emotions that are stirring in me. I'm not getting distracted by the, the internal monologue. And yes, it's hard to do, but it's worth practicing. I'm just in the moment, right? And I'm making the best decision I can at that time. And I start to become aware of the choices that I make. And I start to, because I'm aware, I start to see the consequences that they have. And when I make the wrong decisions, I can, I can see, you know what? I'm not happy that that happened to me, but I can, I can tell where I went wrong. And I can start to make those little course corrections. I can start to step in a better path, all right? And I'm not happy that I failed there, but I am happy that I know how I failed. It makes a huge difference. And you start to make better choices more often. That is going to wrap it up for the law of karma. Guys, again, if you enjoyed it, share with your friends. Smash that little five-star button. Subscribe if you haven't already. Um, I love doing this for you guys. Reach out to me. You know, Comment on the, on the episode, whatever. Um, you can always reach out to me on, on social media. I usually respond nine times out of ten. And if I don't, um, it's because... I have ignored you. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, I pretty much always respond just not right away. Um, as of, as, as of time of recording anyway, maybe I go viral tomorrow and I get a million DMs every day. I, I can't say it won't happen. Um, we're going to, we're going to speak it into existence. We're going to hope it happens. But guys, thank you so much for listening. If you need anything from me for real, reach out to me. Um, get out there and crush it. You guys are doing awesome. I love my audience. Every time I hear from you guys, it's so inspiring and encouraging. I love it. I know that you guys have, you know, like I said, you got stuff going on. You got things that you're struggling with. Me too. Me too. I've, I went through a rough patch this last couple of weeks and it's, I'm starting to come out of it, but it's like, you got it. You just got to keep pushing. You got to keep doing the right things as best you can. And you know, some days hundred percent might be your normal 10%, right? Some days it's all you can do to get out of bed. Some days it's all you can do to just do the bare minimum. That's cool. Do what you can keep moving in the right direction. You guys are not alone in this. You're on the right track though. You're looking for the information that's going to improve things. You're taking the small steps. Sometimes you're taking the big steps and you know, you're doing what you can and that's all you can do. So good luck. See you soon.